A while ago, we spoke about the use of songs in cinema, and I contended that pop music can play a crucial role in film, if only because they offered the opportunity for the film to add another texture to the story. And I suggested that if a film uses a pop song to just fill out the silence, it is pretty much wasting the song. Now, moving a little wider, for a long time, music was used over the opening credits of a film to give an indication to the audience as to what they could expect. So try these. That's Gone with the Wind, an epic from the American Civil War, and The Searchers, a Western. Both incidentally scored by the same person, Max Steiner. But for a long, long, long time, credits were there merely to tell the audience who was in the movie. And so, for a long, long time, the credits were seen as merely functional. Now, some people will tell you that that all changed with Saul Bass and the wonderful work he did with Alfred Hitchcock. It didn't. Orson Welles had already been playing around with credits on his first two films, Citizen Kane and The Magnificent Ambersons. But anyway, back to Saul Bass. His work was important. It was more than important. It was innovative. It was brilliant and influential. However, before he did this, and before this, And even before this, there was this. You're listening to the opening scene from Kiss Me Deadly, a startling mystery that came out in 1955. Adapted from Mickey Spillane's novel, it tells the story of Mike Hammer, one of the toughest PIs that have yet to come from the pages of the Série Noire. The opening credits are remarkable. Firstly, they occur after the film has started. In other words, the movie gives us an opening scene, and then having grabbed our attention, the plot is momentarily parked in neutral. James Bond owes a hell of a lot. Secondly, when the credits do arrive, they play out over live action. In other words, the film keeps going while the credits play over the images. Again, this was unusual. Thirdly, the music that accompanies the credits actually comes from within the film. The characters are in a car, driving on a highway at night, and we hear the song being sung on the radio. The night is mighty chilly, and conversation seems pretty silly. That is, Rather Have the Blues by Nat King Cole. Now, when music comes from within the scene, it is called source music. And once more, using source music for credits was highly unusual for the time. But I have not yet come to the most startling piece about the credits. Instead of title cards, which were very popular in the 1950s, these credits scroll. Only they don't scroll up the screen, they scroll downwards, which means they have to be read from the bottom to the top. It's a brilliantly subversive technique, which hints at the oddity and unpredictability of what is to come. Up is down, good is bad, front is back, Black is white, and the world as you know it is about to end. If you haven't seen Kiss Me Deadly, it's available on DVD, and if you do watch it, you will undoubtedly be struck by the number of films that have been influenced by it. Pretty much everything, from horror movies like The Shining to mainstream action-adventure films such as Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
Postmodern hybrids like Pulp Fiction and even art house pictures such as Zabriskie Point and François Truffaut's Tiré sur la Pianiste. Now, we know, of course, Saul Bass did brilliant work, most notably for several Hitchcock films and later for Martin Scorsese on Goodfellas, Cape Fear, The Age of Innocence and Casino. The last of those films was released in 1995 and that year saw the release of another film which, without question, did more than any other film in the last 20 years in nailing the audience's attention through credits. I guess the same reasons as you, and the same reasons you had before you decided to quit, yeah? You, you just met me. Maybe I'm not understanding the question. Very simple. You actually fought to get reassigned here. I've just never seen it done that way before. I thought I could do some good. Look, it would be great for me if we didn't start out kicking each other in the balls. <laughs> but you're calling the shots, Lieutenant. Yes. I want you to look and I want you to listen, okay? Now, I wasn't standing around guarding the Taco Bell. I've worked homicide five years. Not here. I understand that. Well, over the next seven days, Detective, you'll do me the favor of remembering that. I first saw Seven in the Savoy One on Dublin's O'Connell Street, and I can honestly say that no one in that theatre had ever seen or felt anything like those credits before. The impact of the sequence was immediate. We knew we were in for a world of hurt. Elsewhere, its influence has been legion. Films, TV shows, pop videos, and even commercials adopted its scratchy, edgy aesthetic. Director David Fincher usually receives praise for it, but really it is Kyle Cooper whom we should acknowledge. Cooper's specialty is credit titles. Amongst many others, he has devised the sequences for Mission Possible, all three Spider-Man movies, and the credit sequence for Seven was all, all, all his idea. Originally, a different credit sequence was planned with Morgan Freeman traveling on a train into an unnamed city, but the budget would not allow for it, so Cooper was called in. Cooper remembered that as a young boy, he had watched a really bad movie on television called The Brain That Wouldn't Die. He waited and waited and waited for the monster to appear at the end. And Cooper felt that since the killer in Seven did not appear until so late, it was important to give the audience a glimpse of him in the opening credits. So Cooper's work establishes the malevolence from the start. We see the killer's books, his drawings and his collection of photographs. We see him clipping and cutting words and images and pasting them into his deranged diaries. It all gives us a glimpse into his mind. And the sequence is so brilliantly edited, it actually feels as if it has been hacked and sliced together with a rusty razor by the killer himself. So credits, they're not just for reading. 